Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I claim this planet in the name of the Earth. Greeting, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. doing well how about you great enjoying this super tuesday i literally had to look up what super tuesday was when everybody's tweeting about it does that Wait, mean like a whole what super tuesday was <laughs> they're like yep yeah, trump's our next president i'm like why because it's tuesday i don't understand you didn't know what super tuesday was should i not have admitted that on the podcast no <laughs> why would you ever admit that did you um were you were you good in a uh, history class and uh in school? Was- I was really, I was a history minor. I was really good at history class. I love history. Like actually, like, that is, that is one of my favorite topics. Like my senior year at uh, UCF, which my final semester should be in the fall. Um, I'm going to be able to take like three classes or whatever I want. And I'm going to be the, like that weird person that probably takes like history classes. Cause I like history. I took, um, my last year I took uh, history of the third Reich, third Reich, Reich. You know, like the Hitler regime thing. <laughs> All right. And I was like the only Jew in the entire class. It was amazing. It was just a bunch of Germans and me. And I was like, I didn't know it was like one of these classes. But um, yeah, I was a history. Wait, what I, were you expecting it to be? I didn't know. Like people actually interested. Like I was like just interested. Like, hey, why? What happened to all my people? And then uh, these people were like, yeah, I really want to learn more about Hitler. He was a cool dude. And I was like, what the hell? what okay now that's just strange yeah it was a little weird um like i i would i would assume most people would be there like i want to learn more about like how my country let this happen exactly but more people were like he did what i was like okay anyway uh not to disparage my fine fellow classmates at university of central florida uh there are plenty of really nice ones Lots of Roman history classes, Greek history, but basically nothing about American politics. So that's why I don't know what Super Tuesday is. But there I mean, there needs to be a basketball history class. There should absolutely. There was a sports history class when I was at. I was like a coaching minor for a hot minute, and there was a sports history class that I could have taken. I took a video game class last semester. It was the best. What was the video? Do you play video games? Sorta. Of. Okay, so the class was called. It was called. Uh, oh crap! What was the official name of the class? All right, identity construction through video games. Uh-huh. So, like the first half of the semester was basically like almost a video game history class. We like read this book on like the big history of like video games that like went up to, like two thousand one or something like that, and it was just like kind of like we would read chapters and we would discuss like how many chapters did they have on Pokemon. Red versus Pokemon Blue. Um, I think it did cover. It, obviously, it had to have covered Pokemon a little, but yeah, 
Did it, I like, think it was. Still, did I think it, it was still like a, like the. This is just kind of a fad phase. I don't think they realized it was going to become what it what it became. Was there like a case study on like which starter Pokemon was actually better? Or? Uh, it wasn't that kind of. It wasn't okay. that kind of book. <laughs> right. Like the guy, the guy who wrote it wrote it very journalistic. Like, oh, screw him. No, it was a, it was a fun read, and then the second half was like surprisingly like a lot of theory mm. and. Uh, literature and literature's discussion and writing discussion like it was actually a really really cool class beside and then like every once in a while he'd be like okay so i want you to go play slender man and then we're gonna go to then next week we're going to discuss um transmedia storytelling <laughs> i'm like all right then okay i'm not gonna sleep for a week then because that guy is really creepy <laughs> i hated like pierre thing. the pelican they should remake slender man with Pierre the Pelican 1.0. Oh my god. <laughs> Pierre the Pelican is Slenderman. Yes. Are you tweeting that right now? Yes. <laughs> People will be able to go back on your timeline and realize exactly when we were recording this. <laughs> oh, this needs to happen. That's amazing. Alright, you got my retweet. You got my Chris Christie-like endorsement on that one. <laughs> um, all right. Well, now that we've figured that one out, um, we're going we're gonna to talk about mascots. The new mascot a little bit later, uh, Chuck the Condor. Um, and uh, I'm not sure why mascot unveilings have become so polarizing lately, but you know, I think Pierre the Pelican uh, slash Slenderman really set the the tone for that but we'll get to that later and then and then we're gonna try to get our most to our most fun non-nba playoff teams later on in the podcast if we have time um but let's start here with draymond green being a robot where else can we possibly start draymond green is a robot he He says he's not that is exactly what a robot would say (laughs) that is exactly what a robot would say he would scream at the top of his robotic lungs do you do you follow uh at csav8 I don't know what that is. He's a guy on Twitter who everyone says is a robot. He he claims he's not a robot. He's a robot. 100% is a robot. Shout out to CS Aviate. <laughs> um, don't, don't let his lies of I'm not a robot. He's a robot, right? So And he's a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, which just... Oh, at that point, he has to be so numb that he's basically a robot. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what happens. Um, so... Draymond Green went on a halftime tirade. In case you guys have been living under a rock, listeners that don't understand, that didn't watch, you know, Thunder Warriors. Um, but yeah, Draymond Green went uh, through a halftime tirade, which we could talk about. But um, at some point, the uh, well, who's the reporter, the sideline reporter that reported this? I can't remember her name. Lisa Salters. Lisa I think Salters. So. Yeah, I'm sorry, that one. I just that one blanked me. Um, reported that he she heard. She wouldn't. She didn't say it was Draymond Green, but she kind of said it was Draymond Green. Was screaming, she was like, "I think it was Draymond." Green. I think it was Draymond Green screaming, "I'm not a robot." And when I heard that, <laughs> I like, I couldn't believe it. So full disclosure, I didn't watch the game when it was happening. Right. So right. I was out celebrating my anniversary dinner, having amazing Brazilian steakhouse. It was amazing. So no regrets. Woke up the next. Robots morning. don't enjoy a steak. What? Robots don't enjoy steak. Robots don't even care about steak. Um, so next morning, woke up first thing. I had been seeing tweets about Draymond Green being a robot, and I know in our hardwood paroxysm thread there was talk about that. And I'm like, what? What are we talking about? 
And I was so confused, and then it all clicked in one moment when when Lisa Salters reported that Draymond Green was screaming, I'm not a robot, and I just bursted out laughing for like a <laughs> so 15 good. minutes straight. Like, at the time, he's probably really emotional, and like, and to get serious about this for a second, this isn't shocking at all that like, someone's having a yell emotional an emotional breakdown inside a locker room yeah when did why are we still talking about whether or not it's okay if he did that like it's four days later i'm like who it's it's in a locker room who cares and everyone's like oh well why is he acting this way he had to apologize like why is he apologizing that was the weird thing why did he bother apologizing it was why did he have to why did he have to right why did he like i guess i guess because he yelled so loud that you it was heard through the walls which that's kind of strange. Like that sounds like something only a robot could do. By the way, <laughs> robotic lungs. Robotic lungs. But yeah, like this probably happens all the time. Players yell in the locker room. Yeah. People. And it was like, oh, is this like a issue? Uh, is this like a chemistry issue? No, this happens with everyone. This is what Draymond Green does. If he wasn't doing that, there would be... If Draymond Green was sitting quietly in that locker room, even though... Because he was, he was not playing well in that game, right? And that, if he was sitting he, there quietly... The, the Warriors won, but they were down basically the entire game by like 8 to 10 points like in any given moment. For most of that game, they were down. They were getting out-rebounded. He wasn't scoring well, so he had to right. find other ways. So he had a great second half with outside of scoring but so he was clearly doing and he wasn't playing well defensively steve kerr apparently called him out on something and he got upset big deal and that happens right it happens everywhere yes my thing is we love that Draymond green on the court can be like this big bodacious like screaming yelling trash talker we're fine with that but the moment it gets to like something serious or like like negative and he's screaming like that's his reaction to things. He just yells and be and he's a loud person. That's just his reaction to everything. He's probably like the loudest guy at the bar. Like that's him. And my thing mo- with it was that it's worse if he's not doing this because that means he doesn't care. Right. Exactly. So if the Phoenix Suns the just got absolutely. Sulking, that's the problem. The Phoenix Suns are the worst team to watch in basketball right now for no other reason that they they don't care. Right. They no totally one likes up on each other. They don't care. Watching the teams that don't care are teams that don't argue anymore. They don't scream. They don't yell. Maybe every once in a while you have a boil over, like when Markeith Morris threw a towel at Jeff Hornacek, which that was weird. Yeah. But like, at least that's some form of caring. When they just stop, like that's bad. If Draymond Green just sat there quietly in the locker room after a bad game and like they're playing bad and just didn't care about it, he wouldn't have said anything. It's just so strange, but, you know, that... But more importantly, who has been updating him to make him such a good basketball player? Because when he came out of... He was a very bad rookie. Yeah, he was not good. He wasn't a very good rookie. So that means, as a robot, someone modified him. Oh, I see what you mean. And turned him into a much better NBA player. Yes! Windows 10 this bitch. That's the only thing that makes sense, right? It's... Like, he was an average player at Michigan State. That's that's the whole revisionist history thing, right? He's like, oh, we all missed on Draymond Green. I watched him at Michigan State. He was fine. He was fine. Yeah, like, he was not... He was... Oh, my gosh. He was so bad his rookie year. Yeah, he couldn't pass. He couldn't shoot. He could not shoot the ball. He... Like, like the, all these new... All these things, We if if these things were, like, like on display, full tilt, like, like they are now, he would have been a top five pick. 
easily. He would have been like, he would have been the Carl Anthony Towns before Carl Anthony Towns. Exactly. But they weren't on display. So obviously there was a software update somewhere, right? Like there, that's the only explanation for this stuff. There's been so many think pieces on how we could pass up on Draymond Green, how everybody, how he could last to the second round, how he just came out of nowhere. I think the real answer, like, there's no study here. There's no mystery. Steve Kerr is a computer mastermind. Steve Kerr, Steve Jobs, is that a coincidence? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry to ruin that for you. Um, well, I guess he would probably be connected to Apple because Steve Ballmer would never help. Steve Ballmer's and Microsoft, they would never help the Clippers. The three Steves of the technology. Warriors. It's amazing. Yeah, so it must, yeah, it has to be Do you Apple. think it runs on Linux? Steve Kerr lives in the Bay Area. Apple's based out here. Andre Iguodala apparently is, like, really big into the, into the whole tech industry. Oh, it was a great SI article when he signed about how he, he signed with Golden State because they wanted to be in the tech industry when he retired. And then he ended up falling into, like, the greatest team of all time. So good for, good for AI. Shouts to Iggy. Um, so, yeah. So, you and I believe... I was really trying to find... I was working on a post, and it's just not going to happen, so I don't have a problem, like, divulging it here, where um, I was going to prove... It was going to be very BuzzFeedy, where it's just be, like, five reasons why Draymond Green's actually a robot. <laughs> All right, go on. <laughs> and I was working so hard to find, like, like mysteries in, like, his background. I literally looked at, like, 20 different places. I... I, I googled Draymond Green born, like trying to find a birthplace. I wanted to find like two articles that listed different birth areas, but I couldn't find one because Wikipedia, like everybody's just informed by Wikipedia, so everybody just said what Wikipedia has. Like I, I tried finding like baby pictures that didn't exist, but like there's pictures of him as a kid. I tried to find all these stuff like to prove that like he never really existed as a child or like we know where he comes from because he's a robot, but it didn't work. So he's some like really advanced like Android type technology. He's Android uh, twenty from Dragon Ball Z. I was just like maybe he's from the future. Maybe that's what this is. He killed Trunks and stole his time machine. Wow, this is like the nerdiest <laughs> podcast ever. It's gonna get so much worse. <laughs> he, did, he killed Trunks, stole his time machine, and teleported. And that's why he knew to get drafted by the Warriors. He understood what was gonna happen. To any non-millennial listening right now, we are so sorry. I don't think anybody is listening that's not a millennial. Prove that they. <laughs> prove that they aren't. Yeah, if you're not a millennial, prove it. Or you're a robot. Um, what? I don't know. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we're gonna move on now. Um, you killed that one. So mascots, I'm not editing it out. I'm keeping it. Um, <laughs> Fantastic. Chuck the Condor unveiled surprisingly at halftime last night. Um, we're recording this on a Tuesday. It was unveiled on Monday at the halftime show during the Clippers game. And it's so good. So they they unveil they unveiled it against the Brooklyn Knights, right? Or the Brooklyn Knights. The, the, <laughs> we're, we're, we'll get into that. The, the Brooklyn Nets. Do you think they did that on purpose against the Nets? Number one, because they knew that they would win. And number two, because they're like almost like, you guys don't have a mask on anymore, so we're kind of going to shove it in your face? Or was it just a coincidence? I think it was just a coincidence. Okay, I'm big into conspiracy theories. But... I think they were just, maybe they were just trying to get people in the door to actually watch the Nets. True that. That could be it. It's probably a business decision, you're right. Um... So Chuck the Condor, a condor, which is also a bird. Um, that looks like uh, 
The Toucan from Fruit Loops. Yeah, looks like Toucan Sam. Uh, wearing knee pads and um, a helmet. And people were outraged more by the knee pads, also by the helmet. Uh, one of my favorite rappers, Vince Staples, tweeted, Why the F is he wearing knee pads? Why would you do this to me, Clippers? Which was my favorite <laughs> tweet that happened last night. <laughs> Clippers fans were livid. My thing is, what is a what is a mascot supposed to look like? I want to like show me the one mascot where you're like, that's awesome. Put him in Mad Max. Like what? Like what is a mascot supposed to be? Not that. <laughs> <laughs> My thing with it, like honestly, as far as like the mascot is concerned, it'll probably do well with kids. That's what it's supposed to do. It's fine. It's It'll probably Disney do well with kids. It's colorful. Autograph. It's got a nice little smile. It'll do fine with my, kids. My thing with it is, okay, number one, I love that it has the uh, California state flag on the helmet. I think that's a great touch. Love it. Okay? Show some it, it's some state pride. It's all good. Take a bite out of the Golden State Warriors because Golden State Warriors are based in Oakland, but they're like, no, we're going to claim the whole state. The Clippers put the whole flag on the helmet. Love it. It's got an agenda. I love that he's like preaching safety first. Like, yeah, I'm gonna like <laughs> jump off of trampolines and dunk and stuff. But unlike these other fool mascots, I'm gonna protect myself. That's a but great message the whole for point, kids. But isn't the whole point of a mascot that like we are amazed at all the amazing stuff we can do while being so much danger? Is that the point of a mascot? I, don't I, know. Know. I have no idea. <laughs> I just like that the mascot has an agenda, and you could chalk it up to him being, you know, a liberal mascot based in Los Angeles. But he's like, you know, like I have a, I'm gonna stand on a social platform here. It is Super Tuesday. I like that he got unveiled. We all made fun of it, which was going to happen no matter what. There was a crying like, Jordan face on it within seconds. Oh, of course. Like we're uh, not even giving things a chance before we Jordan face them now. Well, that's just because I have thoughts about that meme, but I that. That's for another podcast. But anyways, um, <laughs> but yeah, we that thing never stood a chance in the first place. We were going to make fun of it no matter what. Yeah. The fact that it looked ridiculous was even better. The fact that it got upstaged by Steve Ballmer dunking is even greater. Steve Ballmer really is the mascot of the Clippers, right? Yes. So that's fine. And now he's got like this little Toucan Sam buddy. Like all of the Clippers have to have should just be Steve Ballmer and the condor chuck guy just hanging out doing stuff like i said they need a buddy cop movie a buddy cop movie would be great that's a great idea they're so colorful it's so colorful actually they're so colorful yeah, i mean we've they seen bomber's we've seen bomber's face turn very red. red yeah it's excellent <laughs> um so chuck the condor beats out the, where, do, uh, where do we put this in like the ranking of mascots? Like, I real I think I'm the only person on Chuck the Condor Island. I think it's a good mascot. There are I don't, a lot. I don't worse dislike mascots. it. I just think it's really easy to make fun of. Like, it looks because ridiculous. Mas- Let's just my thing. Like, if you if you unveil any mascot today, you unveil Bernie, the Heat's big or- orange fluff ball. Like today, people would make fun of that, right? The uh, Magic's mascot. Probably. How dare you? Stuff is a freaking treasure. <laughs> Stuff? Stuff the magic dragon forever. What if you unveil... He's the whole reason Aragorn's dunk contest won as well. That's true. Stuff's a good mascot. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of mascots, though. If you unveil them today, 
Like, you just have to, like, silently do it. Like, the problem is you just make it a whole thing. And yeah, like, for hip-hop, uh, not hip-hop, uh, Clifford the Dog, whatever, in Philadelphia, that got unveiled and we, like, completely didn't notice it. Because it just got unveiled. Right, it's just like, oh yeah, no, we have mascot now, it's cool. Well, like, well oh. they had hip-hop, which, I'm kind of sad that hip-hop's gone, but... Well, hip-hop left and they got a new, more child-friendly dog thing. But hip-hop was cool. I like hip-hop. I'm team hip-hop. Um, but, yeah, in general, like, I think I'm I'm team Chuck the Condor. I put him as a top ten mascot. I put him in the bottom third just because he looks so ridiculous. Like, even for a mascot, he looks ridiculous. Are you ridiculous. anti-helmet and knee pads? What looks ridiculous about the mascot? The colors. <laughs> That's what looks ridiculous. Like, it's for one, condors have nothing to do with the clippers. Condor's a state bird, right? Is it? I don't know. State bird of California. Don't you live in California? Yeah. You should know this. I'm a transplant. I don't know stuff about California. I just live here. Whatever. It, it's the a condor. California Valley quail. It's a condor, which is just weird enough. It's a it's the, it's, the quail. It looks like a knockoff Sam the Toucan. Okay. Well, he looks like he's trying to sell me cereal. I love and cereal. Just, and Fruit Loops are dope. He just look. He just looks strange to me. That's, okay. that's it. He's not as bad as the Brooklynite or Pierre the Pelican. Okay. Like, the Brooklyn Heights didn't even last two seasons. Yeah, why did they get rid of it? <laughs> because it was terrible and it was named after a porn star. Is Brooklyn Knight a porn star? <laughs> did you not hear about this? No. When they announced the mascot, like, one of the things that happened to be a funny coincidence is that there's a porn star named the Brooklyn Knights. There's a, wait, the porn star actually puts the the in her... His or her name? Is it a I boy have, or a girl no, porn star? I, 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 have, I have not done that much research. Uh, I'm going to look it up right now. <laughs> I hope you're not at work. <laughs> I, I would not be at work doing a podcast. Okay. Um, all right. So we both agree Chuck the Condor, number one mascot in the league. Moving on. I, I disagree with that. The number one mascot <laughs> in the league is Stuff. Um, well, that's another well, conversation. You think Stuff is. Well, the, I I'm, bi- I'm biased with that. I, I, enjoy the, I enjoy the Raptor. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the Suns Gorilla. Mm-hmm. The Spurs. Um, I enjoy Spike Lee. Kind of You're just going to let that one go? Which one? I didn't hear what you said. I enjoy Spike Lee. Spike Lee's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Spike Lee's the most talented mascot. <laughs> uh, but seriously, yeah. I, I like Bernie. Good. What's your thoughts uh, on Bernie? I like, I like Harry the Hawk. What are your thoughts on Bernie? Sanders? Yeah, it is Super Tuesday. No, Bernie, <laughs> the heat mascot. I forget that he exists, so probably not that good. He stole the show during the three the dunk contest. He was he? uh look back on some old dunk on con- old dunk con- the dunk contest videos and you will see Bernie mid-court freaking out. Just saying. Stole the I show. Can- I didn't even realize this was a thing. I honestly probably thought the Heat were one of those teams that didn't have a mascot. Oh my gosh, how could you? Bernie's the man. He's a red ball with a big green nose. <laughs> what? Yes. How have I never seen this? You've seen it. <laughs> I've probably seen it, but how Bernie like... goes back to like the day the Heat started. He's been around. It's a legend. He's no, he's no stuff. Alright. Oh, no, the best is Hugo. Which one's Hugo? Hugo the Hornet. Why is Hugo the Hornet the best one? Teal, purple, and he's just awesome. Hugo the Hornet. 
I love Hugo. Oh, Hugo the Hornet's dope. When they when they re when they rebranded back to the Hornets, they had him stand on top of a building with a Hornets flag. Excellent. Like for real, or just like an illustration? Yes, for like for real. Like there's an actual picture of him standing on top of a building with a Hornets flag somewhere. Like that was their that was their unveiling. That's pretty. That's pretty dope. So that's that's a mascot that stands for something. Let's move on. Um, Andre Drummond, you hear the Pelican Slender Man? <laughs> Why don't you take this one, Chris? Andre Drummond. Okay, so Andre Drummond, for those who who didn't see, Andre Drummond was uh, just he was sitting on the bench. Um, I'm pretty sure the Pistons were up by a lot, so he's just sitting on the bench, chilling out, and there's like this young kid sitting in a couple rows behind him. So he says, "Hey, let the young kid sit on the bench with us." So they bring the young kid over, and he sits on the bench with Andre Drummond and Reggie Jackson, and just talks with them. Whose spot did he take on the bench? I don't know. It was empty. <laughs> okay. So I'm very curious who who got bumped. Maybe no one got bumped. I don't know, but he just sat there and chilled out, which that's cool. That is I cool. wish that like what is the coolest thing that has ever happened to you like that as a kid? The coolest thing that ever happened to me as a kid? Like anything or like I, in a sporting related way. In a sporting related way. Uh mm. Nothing, really. I was pretty awful at sports when I was a kid. I used to play them, but nothing really great happened to me. Well, I was never really... I wasn't all that great at playing them. I was really good at, like, running so far ahead of my team in soccer that, like, I had no one to pass to because I was just faster than everyone. <laughs> so, like, I would shoot and I'd miss every time. Yeah. Got that Got that volume shooter up. I did get to see Tracy McGrady in my first ever live basketball game. That was fun. Like, see him on the court? I didn't like. I see him like off the court. What do you mean? I wasn't on the court. I was sitting in the stands. But like you saw him just playing. Yeah, I saw him playing. Oh, okay. So you went to a game. Yeah, I went to. It was uh, Easter. It was Easter Sunday against the Knicks. We all stood up and chanted MVP. It was so cool. I think like I don't really know. Like nothing really cool happened to me. I mean, I guess like the coolest sports related thing that happened to me when I was a kid was we had like a project in fifth grade where we had to like write our favorite sports team. Like, their PR department or something, just to tell them, like, you guys are cool. And then, uh, so I wrote the Miami Dolphins, because I was, like, a bigger football fan than I was a basketball fan growing up. Um, so I wrote as, the, as, Floridians, as Floridians do. Exactly. Um, so I wrote the Miami Dolphins, and they sent me, like, a bunch of, like, stuff back. Like, stickers, and they, they sent me, like, a, like a, um, an index of their history or whatever. That's like, actually really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. It was like a year outdated, but like, like, cause I guess they do one like every year, like an almanac. You know what I mean? So they gave me like the one from the season before that was probably just sitting in a in a closet somewhere. But it was still like a nice thing that they like they they like bothered to like mail me something back. So that was kind of the coolest thing that probably happened. Um, they they could have easily like not done anything at all. Yeah, they could have easily just been like, we don't care about our fans. Which they basically, that's what they do now. But this was in the days of Wayne Huizanga when he owned the team. Um, so I mean, technically, with uh, with Jay Fielder as your quarterback, he did he really care about the fans? Jay Fiedler? <laughs> Fe- oh, was it Fiedler? Fiedler, not Fielder. I thought it was Fielder. No, it's Jay Fiedler and Sage Rosenfels, two Jewish quarterbacks. Big big thing for me growing up. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> 
right up your, right up your alley. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, that's cool. I think it's really cool that Andre Drummond was just like, you know what? This kid needs to sit with us. My favorite moment is when, like, you know, the NBA, like, well, not I shouldn't just say the NBA, but, like, professional athletics could get so sterile sometimes. It's just everything's so very scripted, you know what I mean? Like, you have a post-game press conference that happens has to happen here. You have to do the after-the-quarter little mid-court little conferences with the one reporter. They can only ask you, like, a maximum of three questions. Everything's just, like, really scripted and sterile and just that's the way it is, made for television. And sometimes you just have a moment where it's, like, real, you know, player-fan interaction. And I think that's really, like, non-scripted interaction is really cool. Like, my favorite thing that's probably ever happened in the NBA is when LeBron was playing for the Heat and the, the fan hit that half-court shot and LeBron got so oh, excited for him and, just, him and, like, hugged him and tackled him to the floor. Like, that was my, that's easily my favorite NBA moment of, like, the last 10 years. That was a great one. I'm trying to think. That Honestly, makes me smile every time I see it. It's so good. And like oh, that was like a that was a moment where everybody that was the one moment everybody on the planet loved LeBron James. Because everyone like he had, that was genuine happiness for yes. that guy. It was it was like this dude just won like what I make in the first quarter on a half court shot. It's going to change his life, and now I'm going to tackle the crap out of him. <laughs> Hopefully not hurt him. Right. Like, but I only think he meant to tackle him. He just wanted to hug him. And, like, because he's LeBron James, and he probably ran at him running, like, at 4'2 speed, and he's, like, 260 pounds, that's what happens when you, like, run that fast into a non-athlete. You just end up on the floor. I still love the uh, John Wall story with uh, Maya. Do you remember that one? Yeah, that's a good one. It's really sad, but just, like, the impact he had on that family is, like, just my favorite thing like for those who don't know john wall uh, I, I think it was once of a year or two years ago uh, i think it was, I think a, it was year. a year ago that was last season uh, i think it was last season um he befriended a young girl with cancer named maya like just was always always hung out with her was always talking to her was really connected with her and then uh was really connected with her family then uh she ended up passing away mm-hmm. one morning and he was just he was really distraught he ended up going to the game that game tonight and just dropping some incredible stat line, like all in her honor. And like when they asked her him about it, when they asked him about her in the uh, post game interview, he just broke down. It's just like it was one of those. This is the NBA's really real moments. Yeah, and uh, and some other really great moments like recently. Like I I love this Kobe Bryant obsession with Rachel Bannum. You know what? Wait, I'm talking what? About? No, what is this? So Rachel Bannum, she uh, is a uh, uh, women's college basketball player from Minnesota. Oh wait, okay, I kind of remember. I gotta know her. She's like the Steph Curry of women's college basketball. Basically, right? yeah, she just scored like sixty points in, in a game, which is insane. Like most women's, most women's college basketball games don't get up to sixty points. Like for a team, like for one person to score sixty is insane. Uh, and Kobe Bryant, like one of my one of my favorite moments of this season was when. Um, I think it was the game she scored 60, and one of the reporters knowing Kobe, like, one of the L.A. reporters knowing Kobe is, like, follows Rachel Bannum, like, it was like, hey, did you see, did you get a chance to see what Rachel Bannum did tonight? And he's like, Kobe's like, no, what'd you do? She's like, she dropped 60, and he just, like, broke out laughing. <laughs> like, just, and I was like, real Kobe moment. What? Not Kobe robot? Um, and that was awesome. Kristaps uh, Porzingis taking a Snapchat to, like, like, you know, gently let the girl down who invited him to prom. I thought that was really nice. That was a cool moment. 
Um, is the prom thing okay? I think it's cool. Like the girls ask NBA players to prom and all that. It's it's yeah. cool. Yeah. Is it a little overdone? I you do worry that it's just kind of a publicity thing, but like I think it's I think it's cool. Like it's funny when they have the sign and everything, but then they show the sign and then the player has to respond and. Well, I think the sign is almost like you know it's like one of those. It's like if you made a sign and went to a game. You know, and you're like, well, yeah, the sign, the sign is me. fine. It's a more sign. like when it's when they like start showing off the sign and everything. And it's like then they have to reply to it. I don't know. It's like when you she went to the thing with the sign. She loves Kristaps Porzingis, right? Like it's probably the only reason she's at the next game, right? She loves Kristaps Porzingis, so she goes loves. Yeah, Christoph. but do you think he? Do you think she was actually like any had any belief that he was actually? going to No, take it? I don't even think she even think thought that he was going to see it. Or well, she was pretty close, right? Like she was, she had like club seats or something. So maybe he sees it, but. I think they just showed it on the the television so much. I think it was more of like the broadcast crew just keep showing her because she was like kind of like a cute girl that had the sign. It was interesting, so they just showed her a bunch of times. And then I think Kristaps didn't have to respond. Nobody would have said like, "Oh man, Kristaps, why are you not responding to this? Like you're a jerk." Because it was like a novelty sign. I don't know. If, I don't even think she thinks it's serious. It's like showing up with a sign saying, "Will you marry me?" <laughs> and I mean, it's like no, like nobody's. It's a novelty thing. I don't know. I just think it was cool that Kristaps was like, is almost like little big headed by him too. Almost being like, no, I know you really wanted to go with me. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I really like to believe that she actually like already had a date and she was just like, this oh, is just geez. a joke. Chill, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is a joke. Yeah, I really just, don't want to go with you. Reject Porzingis. <laughs> she she should get on Snapchat. And be like, nah, bro. I was just I was just kidding. Don't don't be weird. Don't make this weird. <laughs> This oh, is that'd, my be, boyfriend. that'd be really We're mean. Together. <laughs> um, but yeah, some some good stuff in general. I I like when uh, the NBA players and stuff like actually interact with the fans and stuff. I feel like it's one of the few sports that still do that. It's, I'm not a baseball guy, but like spring training is cool because it gives like real like players a chance to interact with the fans. I feel like the NFL is like ruined because like these players don't even seem like they're real people. You know what I mean? Yeah, the NFL wants everyone to be the NFL brand. Right, and it's just like, they don't actually get it. Like, like Cam Newton gives a, a football to a little kid in the stands, and everybody's, like, freaking out about it. And it's like, what? Like, that's a real moment. Like, he decided... I don't think I, I get freaked out by it that much. That was, for the most part, praise. But, yeah, you get a personality in the NFL, and, like, they want to just, like, crush them and put them into the NFL machine. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a shame. But, um... NBA, good stuff. All right. So, the Hornets celebrated 90s Nickelodeon cartoons, right? Today? They the did. That was, that, was their, that was their game tonight, and they crushed They went Phoenix. all out. I they, think I saw a tweet where, like, they had, like, an obstacle course from, like, some, like, sort of gas obstacle course thing. Did you ever watch Double Dare? Yeah, I watched Double Dare. Come on now. It was, it was a Double Dare course. Oh, it was a Double I knew it. So, it's a Double Dare course that they had on the court and they had people doing it yeah that was like i think that was our halftime presentation unfortunately league pass didn't show me it but like if you go to the hornets if you go to the hornets twitter account they just like had updates with like all the nickelodeon night stuff going on that's amazing they were big into rugrats i saw chucky was on the the logo chucky was the logo yeah he's the twitter logo tonight they had some awesome merch they had like rugrats socks they had a chucky hornets shirt yo i need them socks Apparently those socks sold out fast. Doug Branson, um, he's the he runs Hive Talk Live over at, at the Hive. 
And, like, he was at the arena. He said, like, they were almost sold out before the doors even opened. Wow. Like, people were into those socks. You gotta get them Rugrat socks. Um, that's a really cool thing. I really like that. Were you a big Rugrats fan? I was a huge Rugrats fan. <laughs> like, who's your Rugrats alpha dog Rugrat? Tommy, man. Tommy Pickles. Tommy Pickles. <laughs> Tommy P. Um, Tommy Tommy was the bravest baby that I ever did. <laughs> My favorite had, thing had his, his trusty screwdriver. Uh, yeah. Would you kept it as diaper? That's fine. <laughs> Not sure where he kept it. Um, no, he kept it in his diaper. Which... No, I know he kept it in his diaper. But uh, so you had you had Tommy P, Chucky, who I think was underrated as a character, Phil and Lil. I always liked Phil more than Lil as a kid, but I think that's just because I was a boy, which means I liked the boy more. Yeah, and girls are gross when you're that age, so. Yeah, of course. Um, and then Angelica. So my favorite thing about um, Rugrats was in the first movie that uh, Bruce Willis did Spike's voice. Wait, what? Did you not know this? I didn't know this. Spike the dog, right? I didn't realize. Bruce Willis is Spike's voice in Rugrats, the first movie. Dropping knowledge. I have to go rewatch the first movie now. <laughs> you gotta watch the whole thing. I saw the I saw Rugrats in Paris in theaters. Rugrats in Paris in theaters, that movie's yeah. great. I loved I loved. They had that a movie. video game that was pretty top notch. It was like just a bunch of mini games. Yeah, pretty top notch. I like that one. So Rugrats, pretty solid. Other favorite '90s Nickelodeon shows. Like I know Sponge. Uh, I, I looked. This I up. loved Angry Spon- Beavers. Dude, Angry Beavers was my jam. That was, was like. It? They, that didn't last a long time. I think it was only like ninety six to ninety nine. I want to say it was. It was only like two, three seasons. But those three seasons were like I think they're on Netflix, and that's when I realized it. I think I had like a moment in college where I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna watch all three seasons of Angry Beavers, and they hold up. They so hold up. But I was also surprised to know that they only had three seasons, and I watched all three. And I'm like, I vividly remembered all the episodes it's cause they're because they all just showed good. them over and over again. And they're all good. They're all good. They are all good. That show holds up big time. That show's great. Doug is great. Doug's top notch. Hey Arnold, classic. Um, I mean, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Do we even have to say that that's probably the greatest game show of all time? It is, but it's also not. Now that I've read, like, did you read the S- the Espionation uh, long form about that? No. Apparently, like backstage, it was like the worst freaking thing in the world. Why? So, like, they would record multiple, of like, episodes in a day. So, like, you were there all day, basically, like, doing the event. And by the end of it, you're tired, and apparently the host was just a jackass. What? Backstage, like, they weren't oh, very no. helpful to you. Dark stories of Nickelodeon, man. Yeah, like, apparently it was not a good thing. And, like, right. you know the, the prizes? Those were total BS. They didn't actually get the prices. I don't think they did. How is that even legal? I don't know. Like you, like they, sh- they would be like, "Oh, this person team, if they win, they will win this." It's like and they would just change boat. it out every episode. You'll win a boat, but after taxes, no boat. Basically, go read the Espionation long form, and right. it's gonna kill a little bit of your childhood, which now means Guts was the best. Guts, actually, Guts might have just been like the best. I was pretty sure I was going to win Guts when I was a kid. 
I loved Guts. I always wanted to do Guts. The Aggro Crag was my jam. Um, I really liked the skit shows that they did, all that. All that was good. SNL for kids. I mean, it was great. And then Keenan went on to actually go do SNL. It was perfect. And uh, I really liked uh, The Amanda Show, her little spinoff thing. The Amanda Show was great. Which basically start, which basically uh, jump started Drake and Josh's career. Drake and Josh, I think Taron Killam, who's on SNL now, was on the Amanda Show. Am I lying? I'm not sure. Did I make that up? I have no idea. Taron Killam. Yeah, the Amanda Show was great. Yep, Taron Killam, Amanda Show. Going back to uh, that, some of the cartoons though. Uh, there were some other really good ones. Uh, shoot, my brain. Did you like Invaders Zim? Mm, I wasn't big on Invader Zim. Neither was I. I, think I it, thought it. I thought it was too weird. It was too weird. I thought it was too much like Pinky in the Brain, but like only that one line that he just like kept repeating. Like he just kept saying Doom or something, and like, like it had some it had some funny moments, but I sure. feel like it's one of those things where it's funny. It's like the, was Invader Zim Nickelodeon? Yeah, Invader Zim was Nickelodeon. I thought it was Cartoon Network. No, Cartoon Network was uh, Nickelode- other stuff. Okay, but this this Nickelodeon night. Yeah, no, I feel good. <laughs> All right, Rocket Power. I loved Rocket Power. I loved Rocket Power as a kid, but I'm terrified to go rewatch it because people have told me that like it does not hold up. It doesn't hold up. Why? That's what people have told me. I don't know. I'm terrified to go rewatch that? it now. Just people on Twitter. No, Angry Beavers is number one hold up show. I think SpongeBob yeah. technically started in 1999, but we're not counting that. I don't know. SpongeBob was. Yeah, I guess. I like SpongeBob. I love SpongeBob. I wouldn't count SpongeBob. Like, yeah, I guess that's more early two thousands. It's early two thousands, but to be fair, like I still consider the year two thousand the nineties. So we could include the first two seasons of SpongeBob, which are arguably the two best seasons of SpongeBob. So yeah, that's fair. SpongeBob's up there. Then. All right, uh, uh, by technicality, yeah, by technicality. Oh, Rocco's Modern Life was good. Rocco's Modern Life was solid. Um, I think it's a little overrated, the way people talk about it now. Full disclosure. It probably is, but yeah, it's still good. Cat Dog. Oh, yes, I loved Cat Dog Cat Dog so was dope. <laughs> that show was really freaking funny. That was a revolutionary idea. Let's take the two main characters and make them one thing. It was so good. They had some movies that were great. Mm-hmm. Uh, best Nickelodeon movie ever. Jimmy Neutron. Oh. Well, that was movie and then show. Yeah, it was uh, the movie. I love the movie. Yeah. Have you ever been to uh, the Universal Studios Nickelodeon thing? I live in Orlando. I know, so have you been? <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like this is an obvious question here. <laughs> but actually, by the time I had a... By the time I finally went to Universal, it was like completely changed. It wasn't like the whole the whole colorful thing that it was known to be. Oh. I went there once when I was a kid, and I was on the set of Splash. Splash? What was the one where they dropped the green slime? I think it was Splash. Wasn't that like just in between like cartoons? They would like have the live the show where they basically like slime a bunch of people. Yeah, I think they had that. But this was a legit game show where they won stuff. Green slime show on Nickelodeon. Googling it now. Slime. No, I know double. I know double dare. I know uh, double dare was like that. I'm still looking. We're the game shows were the game shows were awesome. Figure it out. 
Oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. Figure it out was awesome. Uh, I was really good at figure it out. Okay. That was the one where that if you got it wrong, I think they just dumped green slime on you, which was like, how has how have adults not figured that one out? <laughs> like, how is there not like an adult version of that where if you get the answer wrong, you just go through a trap door and never see you again? <laughs> the <laughs> ultimate stakes. This just got dark. <laughs> let's, well, let's just drop this uh, podcast through a trap door and end it then. Um, big takeaways, I think, from this podcast. Draymond Green's a robot. Chuck the Condor is the top mascot in the game. We both agree on that. Eh. <laughs> uh, Andre Drummond's a good guy. And Kristaps Porzingis is not going to prom. Not going to prom. All right. And the 90s was the best cartoons, even though we are completely blinded by with nostalgia on that one. Completely blinded by nostalgia. There's some, there's some cartoons now that hold up. Adventure Time's good. I've heard that. Adventure Time's good. Um... But other than that, I don't really watch cartoons. <laughs> I don't even watch that cartoon, so I don't know what I'm talking about. All right, thoughts on the Oscars really quick before we go out. I didn't watch them. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> this has been a podcast to be named later. Thanks for listening. We are on the HP Basketball Network over in Blog Talk Radio. You could check out this podcast and many other fine podcast projects over there. Um, you can find my writing and Chris's writing over at The Friendly Bounce, at Hardwood Paroxysm, and many other places. You just follow us on Twitter, and you can find all that stuff. All right, good job, Chris. Later, Wes. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.